So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Congratulations to Latitude Realty, our newest broker in the Rebus University's Preferred Partners Program. Brokers like Ameritime Realty, Dunes Properties, Impact Real Estate, Long and Foster, yes, Long and Foster with 11,000 agents in multiple states, Plumtree Realty, Real Estate Professionals, Realty Ohio, Remax Advantage, Remax Essential, Agent Strong. These brokers have taken it upon themselves to get their agents significant discounts on all of the 12 Rebus University courses. Their agents are learning from the best and producing like maniacs. If you're an agent at one of these companies, go to rebusuniversity.com right now and start learning today. If you want unpublished pricing for your agents, like these brokers have done, Go to hybendigital.com backslash teams or simply call Katherine Brower at 843-749-9900. That's 843-749-9900. Your agents will be impressed. And now for the review of the day. All right, everybody, as you know, as I promise, anybody that sends us a review, I read it good or bad. And listen, I eat feedback for breakfast, like I said, so I'm going to read you probably the worst review I've ever gotten in 312 reviews. Here we go. One star, probably because you can't give zero. One star. Too many fake titles, and it's by somebody called No More Clickbait. That's interesting that they made a name just for this, but all right, cool here. Over and over, I've read titles designed to give someone the impression that these people have started from scratch and developed their business in a specific way to become uber successful. And as a newer agent without a developed sphere in a challenging market, I, of course, end up clicking under the assumption that I will learn the secrets, as Hyben says. Nearly every single time I come to hear that the person is not new to real estate, and that their prior experience has been owning several companies or working in PR or being a leasing agent, etc. And no offense, but certain bits of advice only really work if you are one of the stunningly beautiful 20-somethings that supposedly believes that one post a week on her Facebook or YouTube or Twitter is all it takes to become a social media scion. I'm sorry. But the fact that they are gorgeous has far more to do with those likes than most of the value of their content. I'm not sure who he's referring to on there. Obviously, one of our guests. I've seen female realtors with tens of thousands of followers when their entire content consists of either a meme posting or a pic of them half-dressed in a tight, very revealing dress. Sorry, Pat, but your show is basically clickbait with a little redeeming value to a real beginner looking to learn. If you want to truly help them find a realtor who has less than three years experience, 
started with no prior experience or home-based experience, and who has small or no SOI, cannot afford to spend $2,500 a month on Zillow, and who doesn't happen to look like a Victoria's Secret model, find the person and teach us what they did, and I will be impressed. That is one star from No More Clickbait. So let me address this. First of all, like I promised, I eat feedback. Right now, this is good. Like, like what I what I did. I went back and I looked at the last couple of episodes, and I'm like, damn, you know, this person is right. Well, I don't know if this is a man or a woman, but this person is right in that the last couple of episodes I had have been uh, non-agents, and I thought that they added value to you guys. Like, you know, I I basically make sure that they add value. No one comes on and does a half-hour sales pitch on this show. You know, basically the only sales pitches that they get. For any ulterior motive, i.e. if they're a coach and they're trying to get coaching clients or they're trying to sell some product or software, is at the very end uh, when they talk about themselves or the very beginning when they talk about themselves. But, you know, one minute max each time. So I'm very conscious of that. But nonetheless, I do believe I need more agents. And I've already started and, and less people that have an ulterior motive because I could see how it could be perceived as clickbait. Although rarely do I make commissions off of those people that come on um, when people buy stuff. It's just uh, you know the universe helping them out. I help them; they probably help me because they offer a- excellent value. But nonetheless, you know, I have started. Uh, I made a rule that no, uh, that I'm not going to have more than two people a month on that uh, that are non-agents or non-brokers that have something to sell um, because and they, and they gotta offer max, max, max value bombs or it's not worth it so i did automatically think this it kind of shook me any negative review kind of shook me shakes me a little bit which is good and that's why i got today's episode right this guy is phenomenal uh, temperton walker uh, is a new agent you know no experience and just got right into it embraced the real estate world and just uh, basically when i ask him you know what he's doing that's different he just is saying I just let everybody in the universe know that I'm in real estate. And I think that there's a lot to be said just about that concept. So this is this is a great example, guys, of, of me attempting to prove this uh, review wrong. Not that it is wrong, but just uh, me doing something. And, and, and I, I, if you like Templeton, let me know. I'm going to have more guests like him. I've already asked our guest schedule to get on for you guys the top 30 under 30 this year. I've had one or two, but I need to get more on uh, and agents that have gone from zero to hero in a very short period of time because I think that's amazing. And I and I do have some in the vault that, that are going to be released. So we, we're going to work on this. As far as the Victoria's Secret, I don't know who he's referring to, he or she's referring to, but I don't think that's fair in that, you know, whoever came on the show, if they're good looking or, or hot looking or whatever, that's not their fault. You know, if they're successful at real estate, I'm not going to. That'd be just the same thing as judging somebody and not having them on if they were, you know, not good looking. Doesn't that doesn't make any sense? That's not one of my criteria. What they look like. My criteria have to do with, you know, do they have value to add? Uh, generally, most of the people that come on make two hundred fifty thousand dollars net or 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 more, and uh, are doing uh, interesting and fascinating things that people can learn from. I have I have not had somebody on the show that that didn't add value, but but uh, but anyways, I, I I get it, I get it, I hear you. That's it, man. So uh, thanks so much for the feedback. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, 
I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a great guest coming from Chandler, Arizona. I got Templeton Walker on the line. He's killing it out there, doing some really, really interesting things and uh, turning some heads. So I wanted to catch up with this guy and uh, learn all about it. So Templeton, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Pat, I appreciate you having me. Hey, buddy, why don't you tell everybody about you uh, so they can get to know you better? Um, well, I'm from a small town. Not many people could say they're from the Grand Canyon National Park. Um, and I was born and raised there in the National Park right on Wait the minute, let, me, let me stop you right there. Were you born like at the bottom of the canyon or like, like there's like only like five houses there, right? So not at the bottom, but right on the edge in the National Park, there's a community of about 1500 people um, that support all the hotels. And you know, when everyone goes and visits, there's a little bit of infrastructure there. There's a small community of people that support all that. And that's where I was born and raised. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So a uh, small town kid, just amazing place to grow up. Uh, the most incredible people you could ever meet in your life. Um, I was there until I was 18. Out of high school, played a little bit of basketball. Found out I was going to have a son. So that was my freshman year of college. So that changed my plan. You know, I had to, um, had to grow up a little bit quicker. So I moved down here to the Valley, which is the Phoenix metro area. Um, Chandler is a suburb of Phoenix. And I just started piecing together work. You know, I, I was, I didn't have a degree at this point, right? Cause I left school. So I started taking sales jobs and um, started selling cars, which was definitely not for me. Um, and then I landed in mortgages for a quick while. And that really opened the door to real estate for me. And um, then I decided I wanted to be an agent five years ago. And that's when I really kind of, uh, my life took off in a, in a good way there. That's awesome. Okay. So let's get to some nitty gritty. Like how many houses did you sell last year? Uh, 180, 70 of those off market, 110 of them on market. We're going to dig deep into that one, man. We're going to dig deep into that one. Okay. So 180 houses, uh, how many buyers, how many sellers roughly? Um, so we had about 60, no, we had about 70 buyers and then 40 traditional sellers but then off-market homes are where I wholesale and flip properties. Yeah. Wholesaling is where I tie it up and then I assign the contract. Are you familiar? Yep. Um, so those, I guess you would qualify as sellers. I kind of yeah. have them in a whole different bucket. Uh, yeah, it's probably a different, it's definitely a different bucket. So 40, 70, and then 70. So, okay, so cool. So what was your, and, and including everything, including your, your wholesale money, profits, what was your, as we like to call it, ECI, your ego commission income last in the last 12 months? Ego commission. So are you going to say like, what was my gross? Yeah, GCI. I like to say ECI instead of GCI. GCI, we probably pulled in, um, and I don't have it in front of me, but with the off-market revenue, about 1.4. And what's your profit margin? I run it about... 
Sometimes I can get up to 50. Just depends on what I'm doing on marketing and staffing at that time. Well, so 700 grand, right? Let's say yeah. 670 grand, 650, something like that. So you net 650 grand off of your business. Now, how much of that, how much of that money is from the wholesaling and how much of it is from real estate commissions? I would say about four hundred thousand comes from commissions, and then the other two fifty or, or you know two to two seventy five uh, came from assignments. All right, cool. All right, and um, so that's really cool. So let's jump right into the assignment part because you know, you know, a, a lot of listing and selling, um, you know, is covered by other people. And since I got you here. Right, I want to talk about that. We're going to talk about other things too on the other side of it, but let's jump into that first. So, tell me first of all how you got into that being part of your business, and also, if you don't mind, tell me how specifically you do it. So, if someone's listening to this in Tupelo, Mississippi, they can do the exact same thing on the off market side. Yes, the off market side. Okay, so I had a duplex that I was going to list in like this really kind of rough area and it was going to be for about $80,000, right? So if I only wore my, my traditional realtor hat on that, I would, have, um, I would have put a sign in the ground and maybe earn like two grand, right? Yep. Well, instead, you know, my eyes got open to the, what wholesaling was because someone said, well, why don't you be the investor? He's only looking for 80,000 cash. That's what he wants and he's good with it. And if he's all right with you disclosing and making a profit, then you could probably sell it for more. So I said, great. So I, instead of being the agent, I just went to him and said, how about I just give you the 80,000 cash? Give me 14 days. I can get this closed for you. And are you okay with me making a profit, whether that's through the contract or flipping this? And he was like, yeah, if you give me 80 grand in 14 days, we're good. And I said, all right, great. So I committed to giving him that. And then I took that contract and I, I sold it to an investor who really wanted that property at $100,000. So I made a $20,000 spread rather than making $2,000 in commission. Yeah, yeah, That's absolutely. Cool. Right, brilliant. And were you, and this was the first one you did, right? That was the first one I had ever done. Now, were you scared? Like, did you, did you, ha you, did, did you have the 80 grand? I had it, but like not to go spend on a duplex in the hood. Right. Like, so you didn't want to, like, you were scared then, right? You didn't, you, I mean, like, like if yeah. someone's listening to this and they're like, yeah, that's, that's all good, boot, dude, but, but I don't have 80,000 bucks. Right? Oh, I was super scared. But so here's what I had learned. I did my research and I was in my due diligence period. Right. So if I, if something went wrong in that due diligence period, I could get out. Okay. You, so uh, you, 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 you wrote in and out for yourself. Yep. Yeah. Well, the, the, the Arizona contract, the way it reads is you have a due diligence period, whatever you specify, it defaults to 10 days. But you have 10 days to really like, I really go through that property and figure out if it's something you want to do. So that 10 day period is the time period I use to sell my contracts to other investors that are looking for a deal. And if I can't get it done, I really try not to do this because I don't want to uh, leave a seller hanging, but you can get out if you wanted to and protect your earnest money. Okay, right. And, and so take me through the process then. First of all, where do you find these people that want to sell their house for less than it's worth? So there's all sorts of different, different situations. It could be, um, unfortunately, a death in the family or a loss of a job. Just They have some sort of financial hardship where they need to get the equity out of that property as soon as possible. So that's a big piece. Or another one is like a landlord that they bought a rental and they realize that having a rental without a manager is much harder than they expected. And they just don't want to deal with it anymore. 
So, so yeah, but so how do you? So how though? That that that's what they look okay, like. Those are the people I'm, I'm going. So we we use different lists. So uh, we we lean on our title partners, and they help us acquire lists through um, list source. There's a great one here in town right now uh, by a gentleman named Brad Pickett called REI, REI Market Pro. But we buy that data, right? And what we're looking for is homes at a certain loan to value uh, that they've been in there for X amount of time. And you can get more specific. You could say, I want absentee owners or I want, you know, different metrics. But mostly I just want homes with equity and they've been in there like over eight to 10 years. Okay, so let's talk about that. What is the loan to value you need? In this market to wholesale, you really got to grab it at probably 70% or lower. And then I can sell most deals right now at about 70 to 75% of the loan to value. So for simple math, if it was a $100,000 home, I need it at about 65 to 70 grand. And I could probably sell that to somebody at 70 to 75 grand and make like a little five grand spread. And then what number of years do you look for that they've been in the house? Uh, we go seven plus. Seven plus. So more than seven years. Yeah, they've been in more than seven years. There's different, um, there's different schools of thought on that. But seven years ago, our market was deeply depressed. So there was probably people who bought really low at that time and they have equity. That's number one. And two, seven years seems to be the trend or, you know, five to seven years are when a lot of people are ready for that next house. So you got these people, right? They're your target. Uh, what do you do next? Um, wait, so they're my target. So I, I'm going to call them, mail them or knock on their door. Call them, mail them and or knock on their door. Okay. I mean, I like all three. So, and, and what are you going to say? So really what's great is I'll say, hey guys, every other realtor is going to be reaching out to you to take a listing. I really just want to make a cash offer on your property. Are you interested in me doing that? And if they say yes, I go, great. Well, let's have a conversation about that. And then I dig a little deeper on any motivations they might have. I dig a little deeper on um, how soon they'd be willing to transact on something. And then third and most importantly, I try to get a range of if they're willing to sell at a discount. Because if you have a hundred, if you have a hundred sellers, I've found that probably only five to 10 are willing to listen to a, a 60 to 70% discounted, you know, a, a discounted offer. The rest are probably more primed to go retail. Mm -hmm. And is that where your re a lot of your retail biz comes from when they don't want to? Well, this off market side is so new to me. Last year was really my first year wholesaling. I mean, I've only been in real estate for four and a half, five years in general. Yeah. So I've had like a lot of growth. So, I mean, I went from like literally never sold a home and then now, you know, selling over $50 million worth and a big off market arm. So I'm really only, a, I've only done this for like a little over a year on the off market side. All right, guys. Here at Real Estate Rockstars Podcast and Rebus University, we have been working on a top secret incredible program for all real estate agents in the world and i am so excited about this this is going to be the best thing we have released yet now we're not opening the doors here for this project until july 9th but i wanted the rockstar nation to get instant access right i wanted to make sure that they were guaranteed one of the first 200 spots we only have 200 spots in the beginning here 
and I wanted to give that to the Rockstar Nation. So if you would like an early bird VIP to this new project that we're doing, I can guarantee you first notice to get a spot on July 9th. Just go to futureofrealestatetraining.com backslash early bird or text the word early to 444-999. First 200 people only. I'm so excited about this and I'll guarantee you special VIP treatment and early access by jumping on the list for this project. Hope to see you on there. So, um, all right, but, but no, but it's great. So, so you got this whole off-market arm. Is it you that's making all the calls? Do you have uh, someone else or what, how do you got that set up? So I have agents that are on my team and we prospect in the mornings from nine to 11 and they're able to call on that data because I, if they can find an off-market deal, I'll cut them into the deal and pay them half of whatever I can earn. Wow. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, I have, and I have 10 agents, so we're prospecting for deals and then we also use a, a press, like a, a transfer option where you could say, it's like an, it's my voice, but it'll say, if you're interested in a cash offer, press one. If, if you're not, I apologize, press two, we won't bother you again. And then we get those live transfers into myself. Um, okay. So let's talk about that. What do you use? Who do you use for that? That's the REI market pro that I had mentioned to you. And that goes to cell phones or landlines. So it only goes to landlines because I think there's a legality. If it goes to cell phones, it's not legal. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's only landlines. So it's going to landlines. So it's just like a slide dial basically at landlines, right? It, do it doesn't ring. Or does it ring? Do they pick it up? No, it rings. They pick it up and then it will say, hey, this is Templeton over here at Templeton Group. I want to make a cash offer on your property. If you're interested, please press, press one and we can get you an offer right now. If you're not interested, I apologize for bothering you. Go ahead and press two. I won't bother you again. That's awesome. And then if they hit one, it, it basically, it rings on your cell phone or something like that. And it rings me and I'll say, Hey, what property are you looking for an offer on? Is it one, two, three main street? You know, I just need their address and then I'll, I'll get all the information. So now it's a live call. I, I ascertain all the information I need and then I'll call them back and make them an offer. Okay. Okay. And, and how long do you take to make them an offer? Well, I mean, I can get an offer definitely same day, but usually a couple hours as long as I'm not in a meeting or something. You don't just, look at the house. No, I'll make offers on homes all day. I just got to run the comps. And you try to see it on Google, Google Earth or, or whatever. So right? I'll Google Earth it. I'll look at old MLS photos if there's anything. I'll pretty much pull any piece of data from the computer that I can to make an educated offer. And then I usually just go even a little bit lower to protect myself. And then I also, but I also have my due diligence period. So I'll say, Hey guys, I need to come take a look at the home, walk the property. And that's when I'll, that's when, if I, if I really bought something wrong, I'll let them know at that time. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And now do you use loans to uh, do this? I mean, you're doing 40 a year. I mean, are you, or do you just have the cash? Um, you, know, well, you don't ever use it, I guess, right? So you don't really need it. You really need your earnest money. Most of the time I'm putting down earnest money between $1,000 and $5,000. Okay. So that can get a little expensive. Like sometimes I'll have seven or eight deals in play. So I'll have mm -hmm. thirty dollars to $40,000 out in earnest money. Um, but that's all coming back to me and it's protected by my due diligence periods. Yeah. So the way that wholesaling works is I'm the A and B contract. So I'm going to give Mr. and Mrs. Seller the eighty grand. And then I sell the contract for a hundred grand, right? 
Well, their money performs on the money that I needed to perform at, and then I take the spread. So you don't need that cash. When I tell people I'll buy your home cash, I, it's not my cash. It's another investor's cash, but right. I just put the two entities together. And, and, and where do you get your investors? Um, so I've, I've kind of just made a name for myself here in town that I have deals. So a lot of people, they, I've just networked and met them through, for one, I'm a realtor in the state, right? And I run a pretty successful traditional business. So that's brought a lot of connections in that realm. And then two, I'm very active on letting people know when I have deals. And if they're looking for deals to please let me know. And I've just built this buyer's list. And then when I can't sell something very well, I have a friend here in town who runs like a very big wholesale operation. He'll push it out on his list and we'll split the money. Hmm. As a last resort, huh? Yeah. Like if I start getting low on days and I'm like, man, I really need to sell this. His list sells stuff much better than mine does because it's like 20 times the size of mine. So uh, if I start needing it, I'd rather make half than nothing, right? And, and your list, do you, or do you send them just a blank, uh, like an email all at once? Hey, check it out. Here's a link. Or are you calling them? What are you doing? Uh, mostly just texting. So I have about 10 to 20 guys that are real, real buyers. So it's one thing to have a list of like all these names and numbers, but right. people don't buy anything. Wannabes, yeah. Right. But I have guys who flip 10 to 15 homes a month. So they're real buyers, right? And I have about 20 of them. And I send it to them on a text blast first and say, hey, guys, you got first dibs. And it usually doesn't make it past them. So like yesterday, I sold two homes like this, and it didn't even make it past my little group. If it makes it past my little group, then I do an email blast. And then if it doesn't work well on my email blast, I'll reach out to my buddy. Do they compete, though? Do you have like two or three investors competing where they're bidding on it? Yes, but I just set the margin I need. And like if, if let's just say I sent it to you, Pat. And I told you, like the deal yesterday, I have it at 145 and I sold it at 154. So if I tell you 154 and then, and you say yes, and someone comes to me and says, I'll give you 157, I'm not, I'm going to say, Hey, sorry, I already sold it to Pat because I want to keep my relationship strong. So I don't bid people against them. I just tell them what the spread is that I need. And the first guy to pay me that, that they get the deal. So you're just real transparent and you say, I want, and, and how do you come up with the spread? Um, I just think like it's mostly the deal, like how much a good wholesaler leaves enough meat on the bone where they eat well, but the flipper can still eat well as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, I guess, like you said, you try to buy it anything less than 75 because you know, they're going to want 75% of loan of what it, what they think they can sell it for on a flip. Right. And if you send out bad deals, like if you send out deals that have no spread, then people are going to start to look at your stuff like what are you doing? You know? So for me, I just try to make sure that I just reverse engineer the math. Like let's just say the ARV, the after repair value is 300 and it's going to be a $40,000 renovation. So there's 40. So we're down to 260. You got 7% fees on the back end, two realtors in escrow. So you got to reverse engineer that out. If there's carrying cost on money for hard money, you got to reverse engineer that out. And then you got to put the profit into it. So after all that, what does that leave? And you might be at like, I might need that deal at 200 to sell it to you at 210. Mm. Wow. And um, would you say that the, the majority of the rest of your business is a byproduct of what you're doing with the wholesales? No. So I built a really healthy business and very profitable business as just a realtor. Okay. I mean, so let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So it, you know, it's only been four years. So like how many houses did you sell your first year? 21. 
So I sold 21. Then I sold year two. I sold, I think I sold like 45, 50. Then this is all me, right? Like year two, I was a solo agent and I did about 10 million in production by my, on my own. And I was like, that was kind of, I was at my bandwidth and this is all traditional real estate, mostly buyers to be honest. So I was running like crazy. <clears throat> so that's when I started to leverage and hire and figure that out, which I've done right. And I've done it wrong. I've kind of done it every which way you can think, but I have a really great system now to where last year we did, we did uh, just under 30 million on market. And then we did another uh, 300,000 in revenue off market, right? Whatever that was or something around there. And then this year we're already on pace to do, I think we've already sold about 20 million this year, 25 million. Okay. So I, I, we're going to trend. We'll probably close closer to like 70 million this year on right. market. So, so first of all, you know, 20, 21, your first year is not, it's not nothing to scoff at, right? Like, like how did you do that? Perfect. So I teach on this. I teach my agents and I teach like, uh, good, I do good, things okay. called temp talks in the community. And there's three, there's three things that I think you have to be that you have to do to be successful as a realtor. It's make sure every person knows you're a realtor, you're excited about it and you want to help them. If you do those three things over and over and over on your social media, when you meet a grocery bagger, when you get your car washed, hey, I'm a realtor, I'm super excited about it, and let that come through your personality and ask for the business, I would like to help you. If you do that 20 to 30 times a day, you'll sell 30 homes a year, mm. just cuss. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> and, and that's what you did, right? You just- I made sure everyone knew, like no one was gonna ever say, oh, I forgot Temp was a realtor. And now a word from Carrie Shaw, whose gross commission income has come close to $7 million in the last few years, and her net has been well over $2 million per year. This is someone you want to listen to. For team leaders out there, if you have your people do this, the amount of time you're going to save training them will be worth a ton of money to you. They'll just be productive faster and be able to go out and generate incomes for themselves, which when I talk to team leaders, one of the biggest challenges they have, they hire when they're already so busy that they simply don't have the time to train. And so the, the number of agents that will succeed by just sitting with you in the car and absorbing what you're doing and then they're gonna go out and clone you, that doesn't, that's not realistic. That's not how it actually happens. They need to understand why you're doing what you're doing and how it's working. And you, most of you, by the time you hire, you don't have the time to do that effectively. So when I heard that Pat was doing this on the listing side, I mean, we bought it immediately. We put our whole listing team through it. Now when someone starts with us, they take the whole listing course before they start training with our team. And it's just, it's fantastic. I think it's a way, it's a game changer. If you want the type of success that Carrie Shull and her team have, Go to hybendigital.com backslash teams to get group pricing. Get every one of your agents certified and you won't regret it. So like how like okay you started your first date you just like walking around to the grocery bagger to people you met hey my name's temp i'm a i'm a realtor 
No, it's mostly my sphere of influence in my database. I'm a super like high eye guy, lots of friends, lots of family, like just um, big personality, I guess you'd say. Yeah. So I made, I was probably annoying, but every person who ever met me, knew me, they got a phone call. They got a handwritten note. They saw my social media post. I remember doing a social media post when I first got my realtor key. I was so excited that I got a realtor. <laughs> key. I was fired up. I was like, I was like, you guys, I can get you into any home. Can you believe this? Like, I'm so pumped right now. Who wants to go see a house? Like, that was how naive and excited I was. No, I love the example, right? I mean, because most people are like, hum da dum da dum, right? You know, I got my real turkey. Here, it's like, look what I got. I can get you any home. Call me. Let's yeah, have some fun, good. right? Let's party. I'll take you and show you houses, you know? Seriously. Uh, Okay, so, um, all right, and then let's fast forward a couple of years, and then suddenly, you know, you burnt out, right? Your, your head was getting ready to explode. You did all this business on your own with no assistance. You decided to build a team. Um, you've built a pretty large team pretty fast by most standards. Uh, what have you learned in, what, what have you learned in, with that experience that you could share? To reinvest in my business, so I, I got serious about taking 20% of what I earned and rolling it back into the business because so many realtors, you make this nice check and none of us have ever really made money. At least I had never made money. So I would get like $8,000 and I was like, oh my gosh, I have $8,000. It's all mine. And then I realized, no, it's not. You have some, you have some tax that you got to put aside. But even more important than that, in my opinion, is taking out two grand of that eight grand and putting it back into marketing and advertising. Because that is the lifeblood that pushed me. When I started spending money on my business, I was getting outside of my sphere of influence and just the people who knew me. And I was starting to engage and get more people who had never heard of Templeton. Because once they met me, they could feel my energy. They could feel my excitement. They were like, man, I like this guy. I'll work with him. But if they didn't click on my, my ugly mug on Zillow or whatever else, they would have never known me. And I had to spend the dollars to get in front of them. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Okay, so so what else are you doing today uh, to grow your business, right? Because now you now you're on a treadmill. Now you got people mouths you got to feed. You got ten agents. You got you know people on the payroll. Um, besides the wholesale business, what are you doing today to grow it? Uh, it's a great question. So, and, and you're absolutely right. Like now, you know, I have W two people. I have. I have 1099. I have a lot of people relying on my vision and what I'm trying to build here. Um, the way I keep growing it is by, I'm a firm believer that the more you give, the more you receive, just kind of like the good book tells us, right? So I give into our real estate community at a massive rate. I just want to help every agent I can. I do these series called Temp Talks. So we did our first one last month. We had 40 agents, at, 40 agents there. Um, and when people start to connect with me and see what I've built and how I've done it, they, a lot of times they'll reach out after and say, Hey, how do I, you know, how do I get involved with you? How can I join your team? You know, those, those type of activities have really grown. My team. But then also investing in the people that I have, like when the so people, do they all, yeah. Do they all show up at, at nine and eight in the morning or whatever and, and just start talking? Are they at their houses? What's going on there? So I used to have no standard. I was like, hey, you're on the team. I'll send you leads and we could do whatever. And it didn't work. There was no accountability. 
So as of the first of the year, I changed it to where all full-timers, if you wanted leads, you had to come in Monday through Thursday, nine to noon. And that has been a game changer for us. The energy in the office, the dynamic between everybody, the team, the camaraderie, and then everyone's production as well, because we're all in here kind of going through it together. You know, we're, we're grinding, we're, we're making our calls, we're hitting our leads, we're, we're showing up, we're playing the game, you know? So long story short, nine to noon, you need to be with me. You can be a part-timer with me and not be subject to that, but you won't get any leads. And then, and then how do you, you know, ensure that they're prospecting during that time and not just dilly-dallying? Well, so that's something we're still working on to be completely transparent. We've really kind of developed the, the, the habit now to showing up and being present and working. And now we're really getting more serious about calling that data and working those metrics. And I have Shauna, she's kind of the COO of my company, the operations manager. Um, she'll run like we, we track every lead and where it went and what you did with it. And we'll do the same thing with the calling. Wow. Okay. So I had to hire that role because I'm not that guy to do that. And so, uh, like, uh, let's talk about technology a little bit. What phone app are you excited about that's, uh, that you and your agents are using? So Keepsake is, like I said, I'm a big uh, sphere of influence social media guy. So let's just say you're a past client of mine, and I see that your, um, it was yours, you, yours and your wife's 25, 25th anniversary, and you posted a nice picture of it. Well, what I'll do is I'll go onto your Facebook. I'll save that photo. You go right into Keepsake. It will upload that photo, uh, frame it with a handwritten note and a separate picture and get delivered right to your door for about 25 bucks. But now it's so easy. It's like four clicks of the button. In a frame? In a, a framed photo. It was off, it's obviously a photo that's important to you because you posted it online, right? And I try to use like a high quality, like it's going to be a, a good photo of you guys, right? Okay. And I send that to you framed with a handwritten note from me. Hey, Pat, congrats on the 25 years of marriage. I'm so thankful that you guys are in my world. I appreciate everything you do for me. And I hope you have a wonderful anniversary. Love, Tim. And it's like four clicks of a button and it's gone. That's my favorite. Like one of the, it's a, it's a, a tool of efficiency and it's super impactful and meaningful. Like if you get that from me, you're never sending another real estate deal anywhere else. Right. And it's like 25 here. bucks. I found there was something else. Uh, I think it was one, two, three photo or something. One, two, three, my photo. I don't know exactly, but it's the same sort of thing, but you could do it from a text. You just take the photo and you text it and then nice. I guess it comes back. Uh, yeah, but that's, that's awesome. I love that. Okay, cool. Well, give me another one. What, what about the software? What about, uh, you know, what do you, tell me what you guys are using to stay organized, using to stay efficient, dollar productive, that sort of thing. Um, so we're going to use follow-up boss. Um, Follow up boss is our CRM. We use Real Geeks as our fly trap online for internet leads. Real Geeks funnels into follow up boss. Um, we really like that. My broker and mentor, Steve Trang, he actually supplies that through our brokerage. So that's really efficient. And when oh, wow. you want to talk about you want to talk about profitability, if someone's going to give you a great tool for free, you should use it. <laughs> yeah. You know, at the end so, of the day, you know, yeah. So um, those, uh, Mojo Dialer, I mean, if you're going to be calling through a list, why not call through it three times as fast? Um, and then really just the tools, like some of the best tools that we have are, are the tools that are given to us, our online Flex MLS. Like I can do so much cool stuff and searches in our MLS that it's just provided for with your association dues. 
Right, right. Absolutely. So um, oh, this has been really cool, Temp. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, everybody that comes on the show brings with them a free gift, right? And the gift is an item of utility, something that the agents listening can use on a day-to-day basis. And we'll take this thing. I'm going to put it on hybendigital.com backslash temp. That's T-E-M-P. And uh, you guys are going to be able to get it there. Uh, wh- what's your free gift today? So we're actually going to give you a PDF of exactly what you should be doing for your first 100 days in real estate as far as setting up a VIP top 50 list, who you should be calling, what your time blocking should look like. What do those first 100 days look like to really have a fast start in real estate? Um, we'd love to give you guys that. Hey, I appreciate that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put that on hybendigital.com backslash temp and, and I'm going to put all of Templeton's information there as well if you want to reach out to him if you got a referral to send him in uh, Chandler um, uh, but I'm also going to put it in the agent success toolbox which as you may know is a is a toolbox full of tools just like his that every agent that has come on the show uh, has brought and we plug it all into a little treasure chest and uh, you can get that by just texting the word toolbox to 444999 that's toolbox to 444-999, or you could go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. Well, listen, Templeton, this has been awesome, buddy. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day and uh, coming on the show. And uh, if I'm ever in Chandler, Arizona, I will definitely look you up and we can break some bread. Pat, I appreciate it. And dinner or lunch is on me for sure. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.